Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. We were at such a desperate place that Andrew, it was like life. It was just life that was coming from the television. And every area in our life has been turned right side up. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing a series that I just started last week, and I've got a brand new book out entitled A Sure Foundation. And I tell you, this is powerful. Uh, I know that a lot of people, you know, are skeptical about you promoting your own stuff, but if somebody else had written this, I'd promote it. It's that good. This is powerful. This is what's changed my life. And I really encourage you to take advantage. Not only do we have this book, but we have CDs and DVDs, and we're also offering a package where you can get my living commentary. That is a digital, I don't know what you call it, a digital commentary. We call it a living commentary because I'm still writing footnotes, and every time you go on our website, it'll automatically give you my new footnotes that I've written, and it's powerful. Out of 31,000 verses in the Bible, I've written commentary on over 22,000 of those verses. And I tell you, it is good stuff. It would really, really help you. On our program last Friday, I was just beginning to deal with Mark chapter 4 and verse 26. And this is a parable that Jesus taught. And he was talking about how the kingdom of God worked. And I basically spent the whole day last Friday on Mark 4, 26, where Jesus said, So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. And before I get into the rest of this parable, let me just say that the kingdom of God operates on the Word of God the way that this physical, natural world operates on seed, time, and harvest. Now, that's quite a statement. And I spent probably a day and a half last week really trying to emphasize that. I'm not going to spend much time on it today, but it's important that you understand this, that you don't have children by the stork. You don't order them. You have to conceive a child. A seed has to be sown. You don't just have crops spring up. You have to plant seeds. We would think a person absolutely crazy who prayed for a crop and prayed to get pregnant, but they never planted a seed And we'd think them absolutely crazy. And yet in the spiritual realm, there are Christians all over the world who are doing that. And they can't understand why their prayers aren't answered. That's just like the person that says, why haven't I grown a crop of tomatoes? Well, you hadn't planted any tomato seeds. Well, I don't want to plant any seeds. I've been praying. I'm trusting God. I'm living holy. I'm interceding. I'm doing all of these good things. How come I don't have tomatoes? Because you haven't planted the seeds. It's the same thing in the Word of God. The kingdom of God operates off of the Word of God the way that this physical, natural world operates off of seeds. So again, verse 26, he said, So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. There is so much in these verses. I have meditated on these verses 
for, uh, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of hours. And did you know that just this last year, that verse 29 spoke some brand new things to me. I had some revelation come. The Word of God just came alive. And I got a brand new seed out of these truths that I'd never had before. So I'm just saying this to say that I'm skipping over this and only giving you the, you know, the tip of the iceberg. Again, that's the reason that it's so important that you get the book, these other materials, that living commentary, everything that the Lord shows me, I write into this living commentary and I tell you, it's really, really good. So let me point out that in verse 27, it says that after you cast seed into the ground, you should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. So there's a number of things here. One thing, this shows that you have to leave the seed in the ground and this takes time. If a person was to take a seed, even though that seed has a miracle in it, that like an acorn could produce this huge oak tree, even though all of that potential is there, if you plant that acorn in the ground and then the next day you go dig it up to see if anything happened and then you can't see anything, so you replant it and then you dig it up, did you know that that thing will never sprout? I don't understand this completely. I don't know if anybody else does, but you have to put a seed in the ground and you have to leave it there and just sleep and rise night and day. It takes time. And this is where a lot of people miss the process. They don't go through it because they just want, we're used to instant potatoes, instant food. Uh, you know, everything is quick and we want everything done instantly. But in the kingdom of God, time is not an enemy, it's an ally. Once you plant a seed, and once it begins to grow, once those roots get down, I'll deal with this more when we get into the previous parable about the uh, sower sowing the seed. But once you get those roots put down, all of the time that it took to get this root down and all of these things, it's actually your ally. It's your friend. Because those roots will hold that tree or that plant against a storm. Those roots will supply nourishment when there's a drought going on above the ground. Time is actually your friend, but to most people, they just want everything right now and they aren't willing to wait for anything. But over in the book of James chapter one, it says, let patience have her perfect work that you might be perfect and entire wanting nothing. You know, if you start at the end of that verse and work back to the front, everybody wants to be perfect and entire wanting nothing but they aren't willing to be patient. They aren't willing to take the Word of God and just plant it in their heart and sleep and rise night and day and let it do its job. Did you know when you put a seed below the ground, you can't see what's going on. And our tendency is we want to see. We want to see how the progress is, but you can't see below the ground. You have to use faith. You have to believe that I've put this seed in the ground. It's the right time of the year. The soil is the right temperature. I'm giving it the moisture. I just believe that something has happened. It takes faith to be a farmer. And it takes faith to see the Word of God work. And if you're the type of person that when you're in a crisis situation, you will receive the Word momentarily, boy, you'll get serious. And then the moment you see any relief, the moment things look like they may be okay, you quit because after all, you weren't really committed to the Word of God. You just wanted to see this end result and you'll do what I tell you or somebody else tells you so that you can begin to start seeing that fruit. But the moment you start seeing what you wanted, 
you, you weren't committed to the Word. You just leave it there for a short period of time. And if something comes against it that looks contrary, you back off of your faith. That's just like digging up the seed. And then you say, oh no, I need to go back to the Word of God. You've got to be consistent. The seed has to be in the ground on a consistent basis. You can't dig it up every day. You have to sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. You know, this, I remember when God used this passage to speak to me nearly 50 years ago. The Lord had spoken to me. I, I mentioned this last week on our program that I was, I had a vision of what God wanted my life to be about and what He wanted me to do. But man, where I was, how I got from where I was to there just seemed like impossible. And I was saying, God, how do I do it? And I opened my eyes. I saw my Bible laying on my bed in front of me and God just spoke to me and He says, you stick your nose in this book and it will teach you everything that you need to know. And so I started heading in that direction. And I, the, one of the first things the Lord did was lead me to quit the college that I was in, to quit secular school. I'm not against that for other people, but that just wasn't God's will for me. And when I did, man, I got criticism. I had people telling me, you'll never amount to anything. You've got to have an education and on and on it goes. And I was really being influenced and affected by their criticism and stuff. And when I came to this verse, it says you just get into the Word, you plant it, you sleep and rise night and day, and it just works. You don't even know how it works. That ministered to me so much because I didn't have to understand this. I just had to cooperate with it. Think about this. Did you know that people do not understand how a little acorn becomes this huge tree? They don't understand how you take an apple seed and plant it and you get an apple tree. We don't understand it. If we understood it, you know, you, could, you say that you could reproduce it, but you could take all of the cumulative knowledge of the world, all of the money of the world. You could take every genius, every person, they could all pool their resources. They can produce something that looks like a seed, tastes like a seed, has the same weight, the same color. They could do things that might even fool people. But if you put a man-made seed in the ground, it will never work. It won't grow. We don't know. There's something miraculous that only God put in a seed. We don't understand exactly how that works. But does that keep us from using seeds? No, there's people that, again, you can't understand it to the degree that you could duplicate it and make something that would reproduce and produce a plant. But that doesn't keep us from using it. People plant seeds in their gardens. They plant crops. We see trees. We don't totally understand how you can sow a seed in a woman's womb and a child be born. We've got a lot of understanding. They've learned a lot about it, but still, it's just a miraculous uh, thing from God. But does that keep people from having children? Amen. You know, there's people that have studied all of this and they know so much about the birth of a child. They know a, a million times more about it than I do. And yet I've had two boys. I was able to put it into practice. You don't have to understand everything in order to see this principle of seed, time, and harvest work. Well, that really encourages me. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. You do not have to be the sharpest knife in the drawer. If you would just take these things that I'm sharing with you and put them into practice in your life, they'd work for you. They've worked for me. And you know what? I am not the sharpest knife in the drawer. 
when they were, uh, when we were going through school and they picked the most likely to succeed and things like that, I guarantee you it wasn't my picture that was on that page. No, not only did other people not see all this potential in me, I didn't see it in me. I haven't got anything special going for me, and yet the Word of God has done, I mean, wonderful things for me. Things that, there's very few people that have experienced some of the things that I've experienced, where your children, your wife are raised from the dead, where you see miracles happen, where, you know, in, in uh, a little over six years, we produced $80 million worth of buildings debt-free. And I used to be so poor, I couldn't pay attention. And yet now we're doing things. I mean, it's the Word of God that is working in my life. And I do not understand it. I still struggle to explain to people all of the things that God has been doing in me that has caused this fruit that I see. But you know what? It hadn't kept me from participating in it and seeing it work. You don't have to understand this. You just have to believe it. You know, we actually had a man come to our Bible college who his mother was a partner of mine and he didn't want to come. He was a young guy, like 19 or 20 years old. And he did not want to be here. He was from Chicago. He was running around with his friends. They were in a very bad section of Chicago where somebody was killed every single day in that area. And I mean, he was, I don't know how bad he was, but he wasn't really seeking the Lord. He did not want to come to Bible school, but his mother was a partner and she said, I'll buy you a car, I'll rent you an apartment and I'll furnish it and I'll do all of this if you'll go to Bible school for six months. And so he came, and when he came, he told us. He was a nice guy. He wasn't bad or anything, but he just says, I don't want to be here. I'm here to get the car and to get all of these perks, and once I fulfill my six months, I'm gone. I'm out of here. And he told everybody that. He told us multiple times. So my point is, he didn't even come expecting much. He wasn't looking for much. But did you know that day after day, four hours a day, sitting under the Word, having these seeds sown in his heart, it began to spring up and produce. And when he went back home after those six months, he found that some of his friends that he had been running with had been killed. And the ones that he was still talking to, he wasn't the same anymore. He didn't have the same interests that they had. He had changed without even realizing it. You know, I've actually got a teaching. It goes right along with this. It's a similar thing. This is just a little different, but I have a teaching entitled Effortless Change. That, you know, when you plant an apple seed, that seed doesn't groan and you don't hear these things and you don't see the ground shaking. You don't see the tree that grows up. You don't hear it just scream and yell and all of a sudden, ah, and here's, a, here's an apple. No, it's just effortless. It's the nature of that seed combined with the ground to just produce an apple tree and then produce apples. It's just automatic. It's effortless change. That's what this is saying. You don't have to understand everything. You just plant the seed, you sleep and rise, you give it time. When it says you sleep and rise night and day, that's talking about that it takes time. You know, the Bible talks about seed time and harvest, and it's more like seed time and then harvest. It takes time for the Word of God to work in your life. 
AND MANY PEOPLE JUST AREN'T WILLING TO GIVE IT TIME. AND LIKE I WAS SAYING EARLIER IN THE PROGRAM, YOU CAN'T PLANT THE SEED AND BE PATIENT FOR ONE DAY OR TWO DAYS AND THEN DIG UP YOUR SEED AND GET OUT OF FAITH AND un INTO UNBELIEF AND THEN SAY, OH, I NEED TO GO BACK AND PLANT. IT'LL NEVER WORK THAT WAY. IT'S GOT TO STAY IN THE GROUND. YOU GOT TO GIVE IT TIME. YOU KNOW, THESE ARE REALLY SIMPLE THINGS THAT I'M SAYING, BUT THEY'RE PROFOUND. AND MOST PEOPLE ARE NOT TAKING THE WORD OF GOD LIKE THIS. FIRST OF ALL, THEY AREN'T PUTTING THE WORD OF GOD IN THEIR HEART. THEY JUST LISTEN TO OTHER PEOPLE AND THEY KIND OF GET A VAGUE UNDERSTANDING OF THE WORD, BUT THEY DON'T HAVE THIS INTIMATE RELATIONSHIP WHERE THE SEED GERMINATES AND TAKES ROOT IN THEIR HEART. AND THEN IF IT DOES, MANY OF THE TIME, THEY DON'T CONTINUE IN IT. YOU KNOW, JESUS SAID THIS IN JOHN CHAPTER 8 AND IN VERSE uh, 30, LET ME TURN OVER AND READ THIS SO THAT I CAN GET IT EXACTLY RIGHT. BUT IN JOHN CHAPTER 8 AND VERSE 30, JESUS, uh, THE SCRIPTURE SAYS THAT MANY PEOPLE BELIEVED ON HIM WHEN THEY HEARD HIS WORD. AND THEN IN VERSE 31, IT SAYS, JESUS SPOKE TO THOSE JEWS WHICH BELIEVED ON HIM, IF YOU CONTINUE IN MY WORD, THEN ARE YOU MY DISCIPLES INDEED. TALKING ABOUT THE WORD INDEED MEANS TRULY OR IN FACT REALITY. SO THERE ARE SOME PEOPLE WHO CLAIM TO BE DISCIPLES THAT AREN'T TRUE DISCIPLES. HOW DO YOU BECOME A TRUE DISCIPLE? YOU HAVE TO CONTINUE IN THE WORD AND THEN YOU BECOME A TRUE DISCIPLE, A DISCIPLE INDEED. AND THEN VERSE 32 SAYS, AND YOU SHALL KNOW THE TRUTH AND THE TRUTH SHALL MAKE YOU FREE. IT'S ONLY THE TRUTH YOU KNOW THAT SETS YOU FREE. AND THIS WORD KNOW ISN'T TALKING ABOUT JUST MENTAL ASCENT, INTELLECTUAL KNOWLEDGE. MATTER OF FACT, THE BIBLE SAYS ADAM KNEW HIS WIFE AND SHE CONCEIVED AND BORE A SON. AND THEN CAIN, YOU KNOW, KNEW HIS WIFE AND SHE CONCEIVED AND BORE A SON. IN THE BIBLE, THE WORD KNOW ISN'T TALKING ABOUT JUST INTELLECTUAL KNOWLEDGE. IT'S TALKING ABOUT EXPERIENTIAL KNOWLEDGE, INTIMACY. LIKE WHEN A MAN KNOWS HIS WIFE AND SHE CONCEIVES. SO IT'S ONLY WHEN YOU KNOW THE WORD, IT'S ONLY WHEN THE WORD TAKES ROOT ON THE INSIDE OF YOU AND RELEASES ITS POWER THAT YOU GET SET FREE. THE WORD DOESN'T JUST SET YOU FREE. IT'S THE WORD YOU KNOW INTIMATELY THAT SETS YOU FREE. AND IF YOU PUT THAT TOGETHER WITH THE PREVIOUS VERSE, YOU HAVE TO CONTINUE IN THIS WORD. IT CAN'T BE SOMETHING THAT YOU JUST DO ON SUNDAYS. YOU GO TO CHURCH AND FOR AN HOUR YOU PUT YOUR ATTENTION ON THE LORD AND THEN THE REST OF THE WEEK YOU OPERATE IN FEAR OR ANGER OR GOSSIP OR CRITICISM, BITTERNESS AND UNFORGIVENESS. YOU'LL, you'll UPROOT THE SEED. IT CAN'T BE LIKE THAT. YOU'VE GOT TO ABIDE IN HIM. IN JOHN CHAPTER 15, JESUS SAYS, IF YOU ABIDE IN ME AND MY WORDS ABIDE IN YOU, YOU SHALL ASK WHAT YOU WILL AND IT SHALL BE DONE UNTO YOU. LET ME JUST READ SOME OF THIS HERE. THIS IS JESUS SPEAKING IN CHAPTER 15, VERSE 1. I AM THE TRUE VINE, AND MY FATHER IS THE HUSBANDMAN. EVERY BRANCH IN ME THAT BEARETH NOT FRUIT, HE TAKETH AWAY, AND EVERY BRANCH THAT BEARETH FRUIT, HE PURGETH IT THAT IT MAY BRING FORTH MORE FRUIT. NOW YOU ARE CLEAN THROUGH THE WORD WHICH I HAVE SPOKEN UNTO YOU. ABIDE IN ME and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If any man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and man gather them and cast them into the fire 
and they are burned up. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. And on and on. He just continues this analogy. But the whole emphasis is you've got to abide in the Word and you've got to have His Word abide in you. You know, the Bible says that the just live by faith. They don't vacation there once a year. They don't go there just one day a week. They don't have a little devotion 15 minutes a day, which again, it's good to go to church one day a week. If that's all you do, it's good to have a devotion, but that's not abiding in the Lord. Abiding is means you got to live there. This is where you live, not where you vacation. It's where you live. You the just live by faith. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, The Lord will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. It says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you shall have good success. Everybody wants to have prosperity and good success, but not everybody's willing to abide in the Lord. Not everybody's willing to keep the Word in front of them day and night. Not everybody is abiding in the vine. I'm telling you, this is just so powerful. You have to cast the seed into the ground, sleep and rise night and day, and leave the seed there, and it just automatically changes you. Automatically. You know, this kid that I was talking about that was only going to come for six months because his mother bought him a car and stuff and then he was gone. But when he went back, he found out he had changed without even realizing it because he had sat under the Word for six months. In six months' time, the Word was already producing enough fruit that it changed him. He couldn't go back. Did you know he came back? He finished all of his uh, two-year courses and now he pastors a church. And God has just done great things in his life. I, this is so simple. You got to have somebody to help you to misunderstand what I'm saying. But it is amazing to me how few people understand this principle. We don't abide in the Lord. We want all of the benefits of abiding in the vine. We want the fruit. We want all of these things. We want the perfect peace. We want to whatever we do be prosperous, but we don't want to abide in the Word. It just doesn't work that way. You can put a seed in the ground and you may say, I only got two days to give this seed time to grow. And so you leave it there for two days and then you, if it doesn't have anything, you dig it up. Well, it's never going to work. And you can sit there and say, well, I didn't have any more time than that. Well, it just won't work. I'm saying that you've got to put some effort into this. You've got to abide in the Word. And I know that there's somebody watching this saying, well, I'm not a preacher. I can't be like you and just keep my mind stayed on God all day. You know, first of all, that's a totally wrong concept. Man, I've got 650 employees. I've got so many things happening. I've got so many people pulling on me that I guarantee you I'm probably busier than the vast majority of people watching this program. It is not because I just have a lot of time on my hands. But I have disciplined myself. I put a priority on the Word, and I'll be teaching on this later. You don't always have to just be like this to be in the Word. You can put this on the inside of you, and then you can meditate in these things day and night. I'm going to be sharing more about that, and I believe it'll be a real help. Remember that I've got this brand new book entitled A Sure Foundation. We have DVDs, CDs, and also we've got my Living Commentary, which is an awesome product. 
If you don't have this, I promise you, it would help you get the seed of God's Word planted deep in your heart better than any other resource that I have. Listen to our announcer as he gives you the information about how to take advantage of this, and then please call or write today. Thank you for joining us on today's broadcast of The Gospel Truth, and a very heartfelt thank you to all who sow into Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generosity supports the sharing of God's unconditional love and grace to His kids all over the globe. Because of you, people are getting free resources and their lives are being changed. You really are making a difference. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. Andrew's teaching titled, A Sure Foundation, is available in a brand new book for a gift of any amount. This teaching is also available as a CD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth conference or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Also today, Andrew is relaunching his Living Commentary. This updated Living Commentary is a Bible program for both Mac and PC, which allows you to study through the Bible with Andrew. This one-of-a-kind living commentary allows you to regularly download his most recent footnotes and commentary on over 22,000 verses. This redesigned living commentary is available as a download for both Mac and PC for a gift of $120 or more, exclusively as a website-only offer on awmi.net. Or you can get the Living Commentary as part of the Assure Foundation package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album, the book, and the Living Commentary. This package has a catalog value of $165, but you can get it today for only $135. Also, today's individual audio CD is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at awmi.net. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of April, Andrew will be in Woodland Park to host the new musical, David, the King of Jerusalem, and to host a special concert with John Tesh and Dave Bell and the Moment Band. In May, he'll be in Louisville, Texas, Irving, Texas for a Gospel Truth Seminar and Fort Worth, Texas. Also in May, Andrew will be in Telford, England for the annual UK Grace and Faith Conference with speakers Wendell Parr, John Donnelly, Dominic Burns, and Dwayne Sheriff. In June, he'll be at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park for the Kingdom Business Summit with special guests Willie Robertson, Dr. Henry Cloud, Andrew Mason, Lance Walnell, Paul Milligan, Billy Epperhart, Dr. Dean Radke, and Karen Conrad. In July, Andrew will be in Woodland Park for the annual Summer Family Bible Conference, along with speakers Barry Bennett, Stephen Bransford, Carrie Pickett, Greg Moore, Wendell Parr, Paul Milligan, 
Lawson Perdue, Billy Epperhart, Mark Coward, and Congressman Bob McEwen. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net. Did you hear about our website? It's new and it's improved. We designed it with you in mind. Now you can browse on all your mobile devices. It's fast, easy, and it just makes sense. Check it out at awmi.net. I'd like to encourage you to check out our inside story on our website. This is where we interview people behind the scenes, tell you about things going on with Karis Bible College, Andrew Womack Ministries. We interview people. We talk about outreaches that we have. We put out a new one every month. Go check it out at awmi.net and then check on the inside story. It'll be a blessing to you.